0: I'm Michael Wright, and welcome to The Long Read from Stuff. This week's story is called Aotearoa's Only Indigenous Dog. It's by Stuff's Virginia Fallon, and it's the story of the humble Hunterway, Most commonly found on farms, some say the Hunterway dog, and its contribution to New Zealand, still doesn't get the recognition it deserves. We're getting straight into it this time. Here is Jen Black reading Virginia's story, Aotearoa's only indigenous dog.
1: When you know it, there's no mistaking it. Whether it's heard in New Zealand's paddocks, high country or urban areas, the noise is utterly distinctive. Those barks, more like sonic booms, heard long before the dogs even come into sight. And before they do come, either lopping along the flat, riding on utes, or cresting the hills, you'll know what they'll be. Aotearoa's only indigenous dog, bred to work, designed to run, those broad shoulders carrying the weight of the country's farming sector. Of the 224 dog breeds officially recognized in New Zealand, only the Hunterway is really ours. Typically black and tan, these big guys were created both in and for the country, though just when that first happened is murky. The earliest mentions of the Hunterway as a standalone breed go back well over a century. In 1884, wanted ads were appearing in the Otago Daily Times, while a sheepdog trial with a specific class for the dogs had been advertised in 1870. Sometimes known as hunties, the breed originated when early farmers found their collies that had been so helpful in the UK went up to the task in NZ. Here, conditions called for a harder, stronger dog, one with a deep bark, to push mobs up and over rugged, hilly country, as well as within farm pens and races. It's in the latter you'll see them walking on the backs of sheep. As for how the farmers created the dog, this is where things get a bit contentious. It's thought collies were crossed with breeds including Labradors, Foxhounds, and it's generally accepted, Rottweilers, though nobody's entirely sure. Regardless, at some point, a bunch of breeds combine to make the Hunterway, and the rest is history. Now, with an estimated 200,000 working dogs in NZ, there are more than 30,000 Hunterways currently registered, second only in popularity to the Labrador, and just as likely to be spotted in a suburban dog park as they are on a farm. But just as the breed has become a firm favourite in urban areas, one expert believes the hunterway's immense contribution to the country is still largely unrecognised by non-rural folk. Pat Coogan, president of the NZ Sheepdog Trial Association, says that without the dogs, it's not just the farmers that would suffer. The hunterway has been the backbone of NZ Hill farming. The export dollars earned from meat and wool are largely due to them. Quite simply, he says, much of the country would have remained unfarmable if it weren't for huntways able to get sheep and cattle from its hills and gullies. Of course, the silent heading dog that stares down the stock has also played an essential part, though they're usually outnumbered. Any team every shepherd has will have more huntways. If they have seven dogs, five will be huntways because they're that important, Coogan says. Still, even with the cost of the cavoodle, Spoodle, or actual pedigree dog running to thousands, many urbanites continue to be shocked as to what a good huntway is worth. They're incredibly valuable. 10,000 is not uncommon these days, he says. Matt Littlejohn, Professor of Animal Genetics at Massey University, says the sort of investment and the huntway's immense contribution to New Zealand are some of the factors behind a new study into the genetic traits of NZ's working dogs. During the next three years, the $1.7 million program will see more than 2,000 dogs tested, as researchers use genome sequencing and genotyping to ultimately enable selection of healthier, better animals. Eventually, they hope to figure out what variants are carried by the dogs, meaning they can be screened for diseases while also determining what makes up both their physical and behavioural attributes they'll also likely be able to put to rest the long-running debate about just what breeds are involved in creating the hunterway, though Little John says it's certainly not the aim of the study, which is curious. And although this sort of science has widely been used on companion dog breeds and livestock, Little John says hunterway genetics remain largely unknown. Their biology is quite unique because almost all other dog breeds, even those that used to be called working breeds, are selected for what they look like, whereas hunter are vigorously selected for the job that they can do, he says. Can we understand some of that superior working behaviour? Stock agent Chris Hay says that while genetics undoubtedly have plenty to do with producing a good working dog, without a good owner, even the most well-bred animal won't reach its potential. But when you've got the best of both, the results speak for themselves, he says. And in February, that's just what they did when the Whanganui stock agent auctioned Justin Booth's huntaway Bully for a record price of $17,500. What made it worth so much? The man that bred it and broke it in, Hayes says. But just as that record-breaking huntway has headed overseas, the thousands currently working in NZ are worth their weight in gold to the farmers who depend on them. There's some pretty steep country through NZ, and what these dogs can do is pretty bloody incredible. There's nowhere else in the world that has dogs that can do what ours can, Hay says. They go all day, every day. They're absolute athletes. Hay also has a team of his own, and is well and truly fed up with the all-too-common opinion that farmers don't care for their dogs. Sure, he says, there are the odd ones who'll treat them like a piece of machinery, but at most stations you'll inevitably find heated kennel setups much flatter than the houses. Most cockies look after their dogs because we're stuffed without them, would be awfully fit if we didn't have them," Hay says. But although those dogs have long been recognised for their work in rural circles, they're yet to be allowed to step pause in the nation's show circles. It wasn't until 2013 that the NZ Kennel Club acknowledged the Huntway as the country's only indigenous dog breed, a move led by the club's current president, Brian Harris. It was urgent, he says, because the breed was becoming established in other countries, and it was feared it'd be recognised elsewhere like the Americans did with the Australian Shepherd. Essentially, we were putting our name on it, so the huntway would retain its NZ identity, as well as the working elements that are the most important aspect. Harris says a good working huntway is the equivalent of one and a half men on a farm. They're cheaper to run than the staff. It's those working aspects, as well as the dog's bomb-proof temperaments, that have seen them pop up all over the world, even in the most unlikely of places. It's quite common for tourists to come out, see them working, fall in love, and decide they want to take one home. That's fine if you live on a farm, but in an apartment in Tokyo, a huntway isn't the best dog to have, Harris says. But even though the huntway is now officially ours, and absolutely not a mongrel, the show ring is still out of reach. Harris says, despite shows having working dog classes, think breeds like the Corgi, Belgian Shepherd, and Border Collie, the huntway can't yet be involved. He's hoping that will eventually change, though the Sheepdog Trial Association will need some convincing. I think they're worried we'll ruin it. Even so, it doesn't have an official standard, that set of descriptors by which every pedigree breed is judged. It's a medium-sized dog, medium-boned, well-angulated shoulders, harsh coat so they can shed the water, snow and ice up in the mountains, Hayes says. But a lot of it's down to the expression of the dog. The Huntway has that beautiful expression that just melts your heart. Shipping
0: can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code POD. That's ShipStation.com with the code POD.
1: Hamish Guild, a second-generation farmer, says it's not just their appearance and working ability that huntwears are renowned for. It's their temperament, too. It's very, very rare to get a sour personality. They're basically a Labrador in nature, he says. At Canterbury's High Peak Station, the dogs are used on sheep, cattle, and stags. Guild says he spends more time with his team than he does with most humans. They come a bit of an extension of you, and you treat them with that respect. I always say it's a privilege, not a right to run dogs. It's an honour to do what we do, Guild says. Of course, not every Hunterway is destined for a stellar farm career. Since 2012, the retired working dogs group has helped rehome nearly a 1,000 dogs either past their peak or unsuitable for working life. Helen Sheard, a veterinarian and trustee of the group, says it's a win-win for everyone. Farmers, the dogs, and their new owners. and interest in the dogs is growing. People are working out that they're really special, well-trained, eager to please, just dream dogs, really, Sheard says. Most of them come straight from stations, while others arrive through vet clinics after sustaining career-ending injuries. Many others are still up for a bit of work on smaller blocks, while some seem to have been born destined for a pet home. Shows no interest in sheep is a common description on the website, as is not a worker. Still, even the dogs that have spent their whole lives working, sleeping in kennels and running with a mob of their mates tend to have no trouble fitting into domestic life. Sometimes they're initially a little shy to come inside, but they quickly learn a fire and a soft bed is quite a good idea, Sherd says. And this leads us back to Rum, previously mentioned sleeping on the couch. Ben Halstead inherited the Hunterway about seven months ago from a friend at Canterbury's Mount Cook Station. The three-year-old had been kicked by a cattle beast, the resulting injury spelling the end of his working life. Now, the 60kg dog has well and truly embraced retirement, and Halstead says his new family benefits from all the work of Rum's previous owner. He only barks when he's asked, goes left or right on command, has stopped Lie down and stay. Mostly he just cruises around home and comes to work, Halstead says. But it's at home that Rum really comes into his own. There, Halstead's young sons, Charlie and Max, are mad about the gentle giant who takes all their cuddling and climbing on him in his stride. Rum lives indoors, where he's meant to sleep on a big cushion in the lounge. Occasionally, his old injury gives him a bit of a limp, though it doesn't seem to bother him too much. It doesn't stop him getting on the couch, that's for sure.
0: That was Aotearoa's Only Indigenous Dog on The Long Read from Stuff, written by Virginia Fallon and produced and read by Jen Black. This episode was edited by John Ropiha. If you listened via our website, you can hear this story and more like it on The Long Read podcast, available on all the usual platforms. If you follow the podcast, you'll get the latest episode automatically. The story was made possible by subscribers to The Post. If you want to support more beautifully told New Zealand stories, go to thepost.co.nz. Thanks for listening.
1: This pod took time and resources to produce. Please support our mahi and visit staff.co.nz/support. Mark, if we look at News Hub, the potential of that closing its entire operation and Joan, the cuts at TVNZ, what's at risk here?
0: Well, look, we get into this whole thing, you know, democracy is at risk. But News Hub, from their first days, always tried to do things a little bit differently and may have been considered a little bit more sort of kick-ass and less respectful to the politicians. But you need that. I mean, our job is not to be sort of cheerleaders for whoever. It should be to sort of to question and to, and to keep people informed. If you don't have a news media sort of calling people out, it's the Wild West.
1: For everything that's worth talking about, find and follow Newsable wherever you get your podcasts.